you've tapped or clicked in to College Volleyball Weekly on Viral Volley Media. Now here's your host, Rob on Mike. Good day, everyone, and uh, the 2023 collegiate beach season is right around the corner, and that is high time excitement for anyone who follows the game, anyone new to the game, anyone who's been watching and seeing the excitement that's been happening in the last eight or so years that have it's really been kicking into gear. On screen with me is not the most interesting man in the world, although he can stunt double in for that individual on the commercials. That's Hector Gutierrez of TCU. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. So um, looking at this year, um, we wanted to go and give our, our listeners and viewers uh, like a, a brief history of the CCSA conference, which is a conference that you reside in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you see the, the caliber of the teams there. Like it's, it's, uh, it gets better every year. Now we have um, Grand Canyon joining us too. And um, and I've, I've been saying this for years, like we, I think we're one of the strongest, if not the stronger conference, you know, based on, you know, we have LSU, Florida State, ourselves. Now we have Grand Canyon, we have uh, South Carolina. We we have Tulane now, but Tulane um, switched conference. So it's been like a really strong conference for the last, I mean, many years. And, um, and that's cool to see because we, you can see yourself playing against the best at the end of the season, which is a great um, week heading to, to nationals. Well, it seems like every duel or multi-team duel that you participated is going to be just a grind. Uh, watching, you know, being that there aren't streams as available, I know that TCU has their Instagram lives for each of their courts when they host events, but um each of those those duels is high competition. There's like no break at all. So, you know, there's a good caliber of players in that area, particularly by TCU. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, as you said, it's a battle in, in the recent years. You know, the the game have has grown a lot and we have better players, uh, better coaches, better programs. We have... Uh, more tools to, to get the girls and, and you can tell that how every program I mean all around the country have become so so much better and like you said like those those top teams there's there's a battle all, all day you know like you, you think like your team is always the best one or it would be the best one to win but um but yeah but when you see the other ones uh, playing is nothing is going to give you anything for free and you have to earn it that's what you have seen also the last uh, few years that before maybe you have more more room to to wear with mistakes and whatnot but nowadays there anyone can beat you out there yeah now you went into i believe it's your seventh season last year you're going into your seventh season and mm -hmm. in 2022 Receive the CCSA Coach of the Year after the most successful season in program history, and yet uh, some key moments there. You have you set a new program high of thirty nine wins in the season, with uh, top ten team victories. You had fourteen and top twenty had twenty one, uh, and TCU led the nation with thirty nine wins and were ranked third or higher uh, for most of the year. 
and you have numerous AVCA top flight honorees. What led to this explosion of success in 2022 for you? Well, I, I think it's been a work of not just one year, of course, you know, being since I got here in 2016, it's been like a really hard work for everybody, you know, not only coaches, players, you know, school to have been behind the program and supporting. Um, and it's been a process since uh, obviously when I got here in 2015. And it's been based on, on trying to recruit the best players that I could, you know, and um, of course, having uh, a lot of people from the area have helped um, here in Texas. And um, I and I kind of like complement that with uh, with internationals that you haven't seen. I I follow them closely because I have good ties there over in Europe, and um, and I think it's been a great a great combination because it helps the team and have a different uh, point of views too, different cultures. So everyone is um, always more eager to learn and more respectful with others as well. And I think it's been it's been a really nice ride so far, you know, and then, and, and, and of course, like having players coming to this program thinking, oh, I'm going to go to TCU, I'm going to compete, I have to, I have a program that I can grow with, you know, and, and adding players that they already kind of like ahead of that, meaning like playing internationally, com competing for the national team, having mm -hmm different ideas on, oh, their goal, they're like, I don't know, they start playing at 14, 15 there and say, we're gonna go to Olympics representing my country. So those ideas, um, adding the mentality we have here, there's a lot of like, okay, let's play for the university, you know, let's grow this program. That's, uh, that's been a blessing, you know, because at the end, we all want to win, you know? Yeah. Everyone can have different, um, goals in life playing but that doesn't mean we cannot win together here in college and that's been that's been great well what's the challenge for you as a coach because you do have this uh this wide array this diverse spectrum of athletes who are mm -hmm. from spain or from ukraine and then you have the graduate transfers and you are getting some first year recruits in i mean that's got to be hard to kind of get into the buy into the culture of the program that you're creating when you have so many diverse cultures and personalities not only because of age but now of geographical location no it, it is it's been a challenge too don't take me wrong i mean <laughs> the internationals of course they're in different structure over there there's normally trained with four people two at times like you name the ukrainian lena she only practiced with her partner for the last how many years it's only being her her partner and two coaches so <laughs> You throw her out here with 20 more girls and she's just don't know what's going on how, i mean in the beginning you know like kind of like oh it's overwhelming you know you know just that the language the the schedule the time management the culture as you said here we're more strict in the sense like you know you have to do things a certain way you know because you need to perform in the class you need to you know like be on time for every all those things and mm -hmm. and overseas is a little bit different it's more flexible because it's just less people and they yeah. can control better, you know. Here we need to really like guide them and help them with the, with more stuff. But of course, it, it's being a challenge. But they like it. They like it because they having the feeling of being part of a team mm -hmm. that they didn't have it before. You know, they thought a team was 
based on their experience, it's me, my partner, my coach, and that's it. <laughs> now here is like, yeah, this is like a family team. So they they really in, enjoy it now, but it, it takes time. It takes yeah. time because it, it's over it's overwhelming in the beginning. Well, let's let's jump into uh, some of the recent changes you've seen in the development and the growth of collegiate beach volleyball. Um, what are some of the key things that you've seen just in the time that you've been in the game? <clears throat> More players that have um, joined the, the game or joined the game more like <clears throat> regular basis. And um, I haven't seen that and, and the game have grown a lot in size too. We can see bigger girls playing, and very athletic. And um, the hand setting for me has been the, the breakout point that with all the little girls that you can see the hand setting <laughs> all the time, like almost perfectly, some of them. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that because that that tells you the level of confidence they have. And that tells you that um, they feel comfortable with. And I remember like five years ago, you didn't see many, you know, doing it, just few, because they were so scared of, of getting, you know, the double or don't know how to do it. And now like you see a lot of them and that's because you can see it in college too. So, I mean, they're going to replicate what they see and they watch and, and perhaps to, to the club coaches too, because I know they're really emphasis. Like you need to use your hands. You need to use your hands because that's what I like to see mm-hmm. I mean, personally. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the number of players have like exploded in the last few years. And you can see more talent and you can see especially more physicality. Right. Yeah. Now, being that you do have some international players on your squad, is it easy to, to get your philosophy or teach your philosophy or to those players as well? Or is they, they set in their systems being they've been playing in, you know, these club dynamics, you're saying like the group of the same four people the last like yeah. five or six years. Yeah, it's hard, um, especially with the with the training we have. Having so many players and um, <clears throat> and so many potential partners, uh, what it what it gives you is like so many options too. And how I run my practice, I, I like to run it like really dynamic practice and not like really set on just pure repetitions every day all day, like a slow. Mm-hmm. I like to give like some pace on on that and, and a lot of ball control and whatnot. So that's a lot of complex drills and whatnot that. It, they don't used to do it because when you're just with one partner, you just, you know, serve, receive, all those kind of stuff, like more like a breakdown um, type of drills. But here I do it differently because we have, we have to keep the guys moving because we have like 20 plus. So right. we need to keep the guys moving while they're working. So, and that's have been one of the challenges in the beginning for them, you know, not used to that kind of like pace and, and practice. But it, it works because at the end of the day, like it just take a little bit of time and they get used to it. Yeah. Well, with that, let's let's talk about your upcoming 2023 team with season around the corner here. But uh, can you share a little bit about who's who could be out there? I know you don't want to show all your uh, <laughs> <laughs> your tools here quite yet, but I, I think we're excited to see what's going to come out, being that you had such a breakout season in 2022. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of returners from, from last year. I, I think seven from the starting lineup last year. They're they're back. Of course, we we still have in Daniela and, and Tania, and that's not a secret for anyone. You know that, uh, <laughs> that they've been doing a great job for 
is the guard here actually. And yeah, we now we added <clears throat> K uh, Privet as a great transfer, which is being a great, yeah, got a great career on, on her years back in Florida State. And this is a great player, local kid. She she's a team player. She she loved the game, worked hard. Um, adding Lena have been also really good, having that size and that um, caliber of, of player. Um, and yeah, I mean, and as I said, we we still having Saturn McTavish that you saw her on the fall, uh, uh -huh. you know, playing Anna Vergara. Still, I mean, they they went together to Hansville. They did a great job uh, together there. We went all the way to the finals. I think we they, we have a really good week and 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 we lost and against a great team. So um, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm really excited because what we have. Here is we have Rochelle that has been playing since uh, year one uh, with us and being doing a great job. Maria, same thing, like really competitive player. Like they're they're eager to to keep growing uh, and with the team and, and they're eager to win because we they 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 know we can do it. We have the tools to do it. I mean it's hard, but they they know we have the tools to do it and and it's it's great. I think I have been pretty pretty good to see the the experience that we had last year I say it was like we just won more games than anyone you know during the regular season and that was mm -hmm. really good to see how that's going to translate to this year yeah well you you mentioned a few really experienced names but how does a coach juggle um your players especially when they have olympic aspirations like uh Danny and Tanya yeah, that's what I was saying before that. <clears throat> so we have Danny and Tanya trying to go to the Olympics and we have a player that, a local player that uh, their goal is to win a national championship, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and we have to go with the, with the international and say, hey, yeah, I know you want to go to the Olympics and you're going to try and that's awesome, you know, because I'm the first one who support you. But also I don't want you to get distracted what we have to do here, you know, and sometimes it gets a little bit like, you know, uh, yeah. uh, they have to have those conversations because, you know, there's tournaments that they want to go. There's like moments they they feel like they should push more or not during the season because there's a tournament coming up in the IBB and, you know, injuries are there and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's totally different conversation. Yeah. But it makes sense. But I'm glad to have those conversations because I think it's a blessing to have a, a caliber of those athletes in a program and, and have yeah. this conversation. So, but it's good. I mean, it's a matter of sit down, talk, um, be sure that we are on the same page and <clears throat> and be sure that they buy in like every other local player here does, you know, because yeah. as you said, you have a, we have players that have two, two goals, right? Go to the Olympics and win a national championship. And you have players that there's one goal athletically that is winning here. So we just need to be sure that we keep them like concentrate on, on being here too. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic because it's the first time I think any of the collegiate beach coaches have had to deal with that, you know, with Megan Kraft at USC, then you had mm -hmm. you know, Stein with uh, Sarah Sponsel and you, you know, teaming up with Kelly Clays early on. And it's just insane that, the talent is getting younger where they're actually Olympic athletes already yeah. in their, their collegiate years. So it's, I mean, yeah, they're 20 years old and they, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, 
they're going for it. I mean, it's a long road and hard road, but just having that experience to be part of the process along, that's super beneficial for them and super beneficial for our program. There's no doubt yeah. because the girls also look at them and, and, and they look at the girls and it's great because when that collapse and gets together on the court here, it mm -hmm. is uh, it just raises the level of competition, you know, because yeah. everyone wants to do well against them and they want to beat everybody to show them they're the best. So, you know, and it's uh, the, just the level of competition go off chart. Yeah, for sure. Now let's go out to the rest of the conference here. I mean, you already mentioned that you add lost to lane, but gain Grand yeah. Canyon. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I, I'm curious to hear your answer in this one because the question is what teams in the CCSA conference are preseason favorites? You might as just like list the whole conference. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was saying. Pretty much. I think uh, I mean it won't be hard to say that I mean four of our teams there will be like easy top six this yeah. year. No, top seven, which is crazy to think about it. And it's a great out of Grand Canyon. I mean, it's it, it just gonna make it harder. You know, but it's a, it's a good competition. Like we're excited; they're doing a great job. I mean, you've seen how they have grown in the last few years. Kirsten has worked um, really hard to get what she's at right now with the program, and I'm happy for her. And 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 I'm happy to to have it in our conference because at the end of the day, the, the competition is gonna gonna make us better. I was watching one of the fall competitions out here in uh, Manhattan Beach, and is an all-purple sand yeah. between Grand Canyon against TCU going against each other in a final. And it was exciting to watch, but it made me realize, gosh, Grand Canyon has really been that independent school that's been wanting to dive into a competitive conference, and boom, here they are, CCSA. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> as I said, they have a great team. They are great players. And and you will see, they, they, they already were in, on the top last year and this year's not gonna in my opinion i think there's gonna be no difference it's yeah no better yeah yeah and the other team that you know that wasn't seen a lot at least on the west coast is lsu <laughs> or yeah. florida state so <laughs> well they, they stay, i think they stay on the east coast championship yeah that's, uh, that's why we didn't see them yeah and um i didn't see them oh i saw just the teams in the fall but still like florida state being competitive every year <laughs> you're in year out like every single year so i don't think this year is going to be any different yeah and, and lsu the same thing like i mean every program have their up and downs you know because players go and, and come and but I, I don't see they're they're gonna stop being competitive anytime soon yeah well let's go outside of your conference and i'm curious as to what teams coach hector gutierrez thinks are top contenders for 2023 outside of conference yep well um of course ucla i think is going to be um up there on, on the top like majority of the year they have a great team they added uh, great players at the end too that's gonna give them like even more more options you know to to play with the lineup USC, even like they lost a lot of players. I saw what they have in the fall and, and they still have a great team. You know, it's going to be a matter of, you know, Dane and Gustavo putting those pieces together, but they still have a great team. Yeah. And, uh, and they show a really good level of, of competition. Well, I, at least what I saw <clears throat> at, at Hansville. And um, Stanford, 
you can tell like also being you know really competitive the last few years adding new players young players uh, pepper time and really like what i saw the level of the players that i the, the little uh, two mm -hmm. pairs or one pair i saw was pretty good so i'm i'm pretty interested to see how they will do this year because i think they 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 have they have a good team you know it could yeah. be the team that it, it breaks um you know uh, people's hearts <laughs> on the road and um and i'm excited to see that too yeah. you know, we get to see all those players get together and, and fighting and um long beach you know i've talked to mike um a couple times he's really excited too and i can see that um hawaii of course you know yeah <laughs> um, can't forget about he, hawaii <laughs> yeah <laughs> And um, Cal Poly, I haven't I haven't seen them much, but I know Todd always get a you know a competitive team. And you saw last year, like winning that conference at the end, and and how he get uh, the best out of those players when it's the right time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, obviously UCLA will be you know yeah. on the top. Yeah. I'm sure you had a, a great great time looking at your schedule when you realized at the Cal Poly Center of Effort Challenge, you'll be playing yeah. all those guys. <laughs> we do, and it's great. I mean, that's that's why we're going there. And it's uh, it's awesome. I mean, we, as I always tell my girls, if you want to be the best, you need to compete against the best and beat the best. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward for, for that weekend. And, and yeah, we, we just go and play. <laughs> <laughs> well, final question for you, Hector, is uh, so, as a coach and you're seeing what's going on around the nation, but what pairs or individuals are athletes for a fan to look out for this season? Well, first you can one, say Danny and Tanya. It's okay. Yeah. I'll say it for you. <laughs> Just keep an eye on, on them because they're at a level of maturity now too, that, that is fun to watch. You know, I mean, I see them yeah. every day, but it's fine to watch. Um, of course, <clears throat> keep um, LSU, you know, the, the girls who won the Huntsville, there's going to be really to keep an eye on them because they're like really hard team to beat too. And they're going to do really well this year, in my opinion. Uh, Kylie DeBerg has made some huge steps yeah. in, the oh, in the off season. She, she has, and, and I think <laughs> she put the time. So she, she deserves it too. You know, she puts the time. To get better and and that's gonna be really really interesting to see how, throughout the season how um, how she does with a, I don't know if she's gonna stay with the same partner or not but personally like they stay together there is gonna be a really really tough team of course Kraft and whoever plays with her you know it's always like a like a player to to follow we have the Florida day we have. <clears throat> Mari Anderson that have been doing really good. Now they have a distramper, I think is uh, is it Kalkoff or something? Yeah, Paige Kalkoff, the transfer. Yeah, she's, she's pretty good too. So another player that, in my opinion, will be uh, really fun to follow. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's probably like players that they're forgetting right now. But, oh yeah, there's plenty. I, yeah. I'm just, yeah, because I know that you see being you travel eastward in your fall season, so you get a yeah. good perspective of that direction. But you already know some from the west coast. So. Yeah, well, and also what I saw too that and, oh, I'm Manhattan Beach in the fall, and Hansville was uh, 
the freshman from UCLA, Maggie Boyd, she did a really good job. So that's another player that, you know, if people kind of like would like to follow someone and see how develops. And I don't know if she will play or not. She seems like she's pretty ready to play to me. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, she's, I mean, she's good and, and young. So that's another player that I will keep my eye on for sure. Well, you mentioned Maggie Boyd and, and she's a true freshman, but I mean, you've got a great true freshman in Lena Camille. Yes. <laughs> Lena, it's, that's another true freshman that, uh, I mean, of course, you deserve to, to keep an eye on her, too, because she just comes with experience as well. You know, it's, uh, Lena and, and, and Maggie are different players. Maggie's more like a no, like, you know, more dynamic defender. She can split, she can go out. Lena's more like a full-time blocker, uh, <clears throat> a little bit like different speed, but her skills are just uh, really good. Like, yeah. setting and transition, like how she bumps set and transition. It's really, I think it's really good for a defender to have a player like that because every time she takes a ball, you know a good set is coming. So yeah. it, it's pretty, it gives you confidence, you know, and, and right. it's super hard worker. I mean, as I said, she's been up and down because the culture and whatnot, you know. Yeah. I don't think she's still, um, it will in the beginning it's gonna be overwhelming, you know, because no one in, in I mean in Europe or overseas used to play four games a weekend for ten weeks in a row, pretty much. Yeah. So that's gonna be a little bit overwhelming for her. But once she gets in the rhythm and once she gets on on what's going on, we will see her like they're really like what what Lena is capable of. Right. Um well having to deal with the unique situation being that she is Ukrainian. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you having to help manage, you know, the things that are going on between Russia and Ukraine and that she bringing home up a lot being that, I mean, it is current event yeah. and it is affecting her directly. I've seen her social posts. So is that it, something it, that you're helping her through? Yeah, we, we have from the beginning. I mean, she was um, attending some counseling and whatnot because we, she, she needed, you know, to talk about it yeah. with people because she hasn't been home for, for a year pretty much. In right to Ukraine, she being so of course the beginning was a struggle. I mean, I'm pretty sure when she watched the news or talked to the family, something happened, she will have a you know a down day. She's not she's really introvert, so she doesn't really you know share everything, you know. Yeah. So sometimes it's kind of hard to read her, but I mean for sure she's gonna she's going through through hard times, but we've been helping her from from the beginning. The team has been really welcoming, you know, like uh, she, she seemed happy. I, she's happy here, but, uh, but of course, like, you know, I mean, I think uh, really inside there, she's still like, you know, she doesn't like what she sees back in her country. You know, right. it, it breaks her heart, it's devastating. But, um, but I, I think volleyball here and the school here, uh, she's a great student, by the way, and uh, he's <laughs> helping her to, you know, to to go moving forward, and, and and she's a young lady with a like bright future, and yep. um, and that's what um, she's concentrating right now. And and I'm glad she's here. I mean, I, and and I told her that all the time. In the beginning, when I recruited her, I recruited her and say because you you're a great player, and I want you on my team no matter what. But at the end, it was more like for the person, like yeah. was to help you to get out of there. You know. And even when I told her, like, even if it doesn't work here, I will help you to get somewhere else if I cannot make it work. 
yeah. you know, because I think you deserve the opportunity to come here and because you want to get away from that life and get a better future for you and your family. And that's what I told her, like, uh, and I talked to the school here and I say, hey, this become personal, you know, it's not about her skills anymore. We need to help her, you know, and yeah. uh, and we did. And, and I'm glad we did and we make it happen. Uh, it was hard, you know, because all the, you know, being in Ukraine, not having her passport because she left, and, you know, the visas and whatnot. Wow. Kept no documentation because all the documentation went back home. And, and it was, it was a, yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotion, especially for her, you know, and um, by for a 19 year old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think about it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. 19 year old who's been through a lot of things that I can imagine, you know, like. Yeah. Like forty something, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, with that, this is a Hector Gutierrez head coach TCU uh, season again around the corner. Be sure to follow them on social, visit their website, get their schedule, go support Collegiate Beach Volleyball and the Sandy Frogs, as I learned is the the official <laughs> nickname. But uh, Hector, yeah. thank you for your time today, and I look forward to catching you up at uh, the Center of Effort Challenge if I can drive up the coast. Be after my broadcast so i have a tv uh, indoor game that i have to work and then i'm gonna go up there so <laughs> well that's awesome well thank you again for having me looking forward to see you in california and thanks for all you do for the sport and for all this interview because i think uh, people like to see it and people enjoy it a lot thanks for listening to college volleyball weekly be sure to follow rob espero at the rob on the mic on instagram and at rob on the mic on twitter